Hey there, gorgeous. It's Leonie, and welcome to another episode of the Wildly Abundant Woman podcast. Today, I am excited to talk with you about my experience of growing up and living in a Christian cult and um, how I took all the shit that I learned there and turned it around and actually used it as a fuel for my success. So we're going to talk about how to use whatever scars or, or sort of like challenging experiences that you might have experienced in life, how to actually use them as fuel for success in your life. And the reason that I'm excited to be talking about this today, why it feels so relevant is because I've been having a conversation with some of my friends. And some of these friends have been very influenced by a specific Dutch teacher that's gone international and American, who it turned out, and I already always knew, is bit culty and did some crazy stuff um, with his people, his followers. And um, some of these friends have been incredibly, incredibly disappointed in this teacher. And um, yeah, this is my share of my experience of being in a cult. And what you need to do to recognize if you are in one, And even if you don't have the feeling you're in one or anything like that, the reason I want to make this podcast is because the main lesson that we're learning here is that you can always trust yourself more than you can trust anyone else. And there is a reason that you are here on this planet. All right. So with that little introduction, let's dive in and let's go. Hey there, gorgeous. Welcome to the Wildly Abundant Woman podcast, the place to get inspired, to manifest more money the feminine way, feel worthy, love yourself, and learn how to be abundantly supported for your great work, as well as create your life from a deep state of overflow, connection, abundance, pleasure, and bliss. Join the conversations with me and my amazing guests on how to live life fully, make a massive difference, have a lot of fun, and yes, make a ton of money doing what you love. Welcome. So as you might have already heard before, and if you haven't, then this is the first time um, I grew up inside a Christian cult. Some people didn't call it a cult. They called it a sect. I don't know exactly what the difference is. I think maybe actually secta might be the Dutch word for cult. Um, I'm not sure exactly, but the experience I had has been pretty freaking culty. So one of the things that I learned there, among other things, is that, well, I remember very specifically, there was, um, it it sort of started for my parents as like this beautiful, open-minded space, like this enlightened version of church, because they both came from these really old-fashioned backgrounds of church. This one was young, it was new, it was held in a, um, an old cinema. So it was supposed to be really cool. They were singing, they were dancing. They had like really fun meetups, which for me as a child, I had such a good time until it all fell apart. Um, But really, I made like the best friends ever. Uh, I really, really enjoyed myself. And a lot of people there actually came together because they believed in a shared purpose of making a difference in this world, of healing this world. But there were some things that went pretty freaking wrong. And, you know, when I was 10, this church kind of like, boom, fell apart and it became true that the preacher had been sexually and emotionally abusing people for, I don't know, the last how many years. So what 
are the lessons that I learned here? How has this influenced me? And how can you um, take these lessons with you too? So you don't have to go through this experience yourself. So first of all, I want to start by saying that I've come out of this experience relatively unscathed. Uh, fortunately enough, I have not been, at least not in my conscious memory, abused sexually in any way, um, nor has anyone in my super direct relatives. So I'm really grateful for that. Um, but I want to just share with you a little bit of the day-to-day -day that I experienced. I remember very clearly as a little girl, we were actually not allowed to listen to any kind of music other than our church songs. And our church songs were pretty intense. They were things like, Lord, I am five and I love you. Lord, I am six and I praise you. Lord, I am seven. And I'm going to vomit now because this song is just crazy. I mean, oh my gosh. Um... We would have these meetings every Sunday and then people would come over to our house all the time. And it started out so beautifully. But I already had a feeling something was off when as a little girl, here's what I was taught. I remember being in this little schoolroom that was just connected to the church. And I remember always being taught that everything outside of this church is basically dangerous and wrong. Everything we did inside of the church was good. So there was a pretty heavy judgment. Um, and then I had an experience where I was in one of these little rooms and they were teaching us the lesson of the origin of the world. So God created Adam. God created Adam and he made him to his liking. And then he was like, you know, Adam's pretty alone. Adam's pretty alone. So I think Adam needs a companion. So let's make someone who's really just a companion for Adam, right? So out of Adam's rib, they made Eve and Eve was beautiful and she was mostly there to keep Adam, you know, company. And then they lived in paradise. It was beautiful. It was so amazing. It was super awesome. Except Eve fucked it all up by eating an apple, which created the end of paradise. So, um, very dramatic introduction. Basically, why am I sharing this with you? This had such a huge impression on me when I was a little girl because I basically learned right there and then that you can't trust yourself. You can't trust your feelings and you cannot follow what feels juicy, joyful or good because when you do and you eat an apple that just seems and looks freaking delicious, you're gonna create the end of paradise. So this is a, a lesson that really stayed with me as a little girl. And only later on, I really recognized what the truth of it was. So I'll share that lesson that I learned in a moment and how I really turn it around. But I want to just share a couple things about how to recognize a cult. What is a cult? You know, in a way... Um, I don't know what the actual definition even is, and I'm not going to share that with you because I haven't looked it up, to be honest. But how I think you can recognize a cult is when a leader says that he or she, it's often, honestly, most of the time it's a he, is special. And he is the access to God or enlightenment. So basically, this is the way. 
uh, where often your own feelings are often denied and you place someone else's opinion above your own because that person should be better trusted because he maybe is enlightened, claims to be enlightened. And so you should definitely trust that person. There's also often a sense of this path being the only answer and being better than what others are doing. So there can even be a shutting out of other type of modalities or other things um, because they are deemed dangerous and this is the only right answer. So now I'm, I'm sharing this because I've seen a particular leader do this inside of the current conscious spiritual space. So am I gonna share his name? Um, I can share his name. His name is Bentinho Masado. You might have followed him for some time because I know among a lot of my followers, a lot of people have been following him and have been really inspired by his work. And, you know, I'll be honest, he has really inspiring content, uh, has shared in the past. But I've always felt, and maybe that's because of my personal experience by growing up in a cult, that there's two things that are really off. Like I shared this feeling of him being special, being enlightened. So him being, he even described himself as like being a pure mirror. Um, and everything else that you create in his presence is basically you have created yourself. So it's kind of like this manipulation of people telling people to take radical responsibility, but you're not taking any yourself, right? Which is pretty freaking fucked up. So what are the lessons that I learned from from growing up in a cult and what do I see are the lessons here as well and by the way the reason I'm reading uh, I'm sharing about Bentinho and how it came out I always had a feeling about this because he always spoke about himself as being like this super amazing person and I don't really believe in teachings like that like when I am teaching you I hope you understand I am not some kind of super mega amazing person. I mean, I think I'm pretty awesome because I love myself. But ultimately, my goal here is for you to trust yourself more than you trust me. And if anyone is teaching you anything else, I think you should take a very hard look and run very fast away. So this has been coming out just recently. And there's been articles about him in Dutch newspapers, in the Volkskrant. He's been featured in The Guardian. People have been talking about it really as a culty experience. And now with what I see that has been coming out, including honestly, straight up emotional uh, and maybe even sexual abuse. Um, yeah, pretty freaking intense. And a lot of people have been very disappointed because his lessons are great. And... What I want to say there is because this often really confused me and some of my friends too. It's like, okay, I love this person's work. I love their their stuff that they taught, but I don't like what they're currently doing. So this is what one of, one of my friends, actually Greta, she said, you got to make sure that you separate the teacher and the teachings. So the teachings can be great. The teachings are amazing, but don't put a teacher or anybody else on a super special high pedestal. Because when you do that, all that's going to happen is they can just fall off and you're going to be disappointed. Don't ever place anybody else's opinion above your own. Don't expect also anyone to be perfect either. And unfortunately, it's true is that often when people are in power, and I'm going to say, I'm just going to say it, especially men in this point of power then tend to make abuse of their, um, yeah, of their influence. And uh, go into places that are not actually super 
empowering. All right. So what are the lessons that I have learned from growing up in a cult? And what are the lessons we can learn from some sort of the public outcry that is happening right now in regards to this person, Bentinho Masado? And by the way, if you want to read more about what he's been up to, just Google Bentinho Masado cult and you're going to find it. So lessons I've learned. Number one, you, nobody else. <laughs> Wait, no, let me say that again. You have direct access to God, source, or the universe. You have direct access to God, source, or the universe. Your intuition knows everything. You do not need an intermediary to connect you to God, to help you tap into your, your special blessed space. You also don't need to do anything to be able to access that. You don't have to work hard. God or source of the universe doesn't need you to work hard, to be worthy, to be valid, to be valuable, to be interesting. You already are. But yeah, this is the number one point. You can trust yourself. You can trust your own feeling so much more than you can trust whatever the fuck anybody, beep, 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 motherfucking, anybody else is saying. Anyone. Anytime. And this can be so dangerous in a group dynamic when everybody is having a certain type of point of view. But trust yourself. Trust your body. Trust when something feels good for you. And trust when something feels off for you. Okay. So, and of course, you know, and this is also something that really happened inside of this conscious community is that there was a lot of like, okay, well, there is no good or bad, or there is no right or wrong. That's really what's being spoken of, spoken about in this, honestly, Bentinho Masado cult. So there is no good or bad. There is no right or wrong. You are creating your own reality. That is true. That is true. You're creating your own reality. Okay. But that doesn't mean at all in any way, shape or form that you should just lie down and fucking take it. You know, you get to stand up for what you believe in. You get to protect for what you believe in. And you feeling what right, feels right for you, that is sacred and that deserves to be honored. Okay? So this is the number one lesson that I want you to just take away from this conversation today. You can trust yourself. And I want you to just take a moment to reflect for yourself right now. Whether or not you have any experience with a culty type of place, just think of it as groupthink, you know, groupthink and individuality. Like, and actually, I'm, as I'm saying that, I'm going to write it down, groupthink and individuality, because I feel like that is going to make this conversation relevant for everybody here. Groupthink and individuality. Where have you been in a certain group? Maybe it's been a meditation class. Maybe it's been a, a feminine whatever class where there's been a certain way of looking at things and you could notice yourself getting influenced by that even in a whole divine feminine manifestation place. Ask yourself, where have you given up your trust in yourself? Where have you started doubting what feels truly aligned for you? Because somebody has been telling you that it has to be done a certain way. This can even be with a business mentor. I experienced this myself with a business mentor. With somebody who just kept on saying, no, Leone, this is how you have to do it if you want to have this kind of success. Man, did I let that F with my brain. 
I really started to believe some of the things that she was saying. And then I ended up being completely disconnected from my intuition and not able to feel anymore what was truly aligned for me. And what is truly aligned for you, only you can know that. Nobody else. I cannot. Your meditation teacher cannot. Your coach cannot. Nobody else can feel what is true for you. So let me ask you, where in your life right now do you feel you maybe have given up some of your power? Where have you started believing things need to be a certain way or you have to do things in a certain way? And how can you take your own power back? Ponder on that question for a moment. How can you take your own power back? Is that perhaps by giving up on a certain project that you said you wanted to be doing? Is it that you can actually notice, oh, hey, I can trust myself more in my parenting style? Where is it that you have felt that things need to be done a certain way? Or because that would be the quote truth and you have denied what actually feels true for you? I feel really curious about that. All right, I'm also going to share, just because I said I would talk about this in this podcast, this podcast is a little bit messy, but I still think it's super valuable, is how to use your scars as fuel for success. You know, in this case, this lesson that I learned as a very little girl, like you can't trust yourself, you cannot do anything that feels pleasurable, otherwise otherwise something is going to be totally mega off. The way I was able to turn this around is through these three steps. Number one, to recognize that everything happens for you, not to you. Everything happens for you, not to you. Wow, that can be a hard thing to take when you've actually gone through something as serious as, for instance, sexual abuse. Damn, how could you possibly ever choose that in a conscious way? You know what? I don't actually believe that necessarily you did. Sometimes shit just happens to you and you are a victim of that experience. And it just sucks hard. It's horrible. It's something that you were not at all meant to go through. And I'm so sorry for you if you had that experience. However, ultimately, and I'm taking this from my um, previous mentors, Gay and Katie Hendricks, when you recognize that everything happens for you, not to you, even the fucking hard ass shit, what that does is it puts you back in the creator seat. Yes, you were a victim for a moment. Like I technically was of the church that I grew up in. However, when you want to then after that experience, and I'm in no way comparing that to something as terrible as sexual abuse, but when you then start to recognize that you are actually the creator and you start to take it as fuel, you start to take it as something that you can draw a lesson from or something that can empower you in your life, motivate you, for instance, to change it, change the planet, to make sure nobody else ever has to experience this, that puts you in the creator seat. So knowing that everything happens for you, not to you, this is what puts you in the creator seat, recognizing you are not a victim. Yes, you might have experienced stuff that was absolutely not okay. And you may have, you know, clearly you were a victim of your experience at the time. But by to in order to reclaim your power back, you have to reclaim your creator state. You are not a victim. All right. Once you've done that, that takes a lot of courage already. And I want to really command you for doing that. You 
and by the way, anyone listening, use this for whatever kind of experience. It can be as bad as actual abuse. It can also be as easy as having given up your own voice because you started to believe somebody else than you believed in yourself. Okay, so remembering everything happens for you, not to you. This puts you in the creator seat. Number two, you are not a victim. Number three, what are the things I'm learning here? What are the things I'm learning here? Another way to ask this, I got this from my previous mentor, Gina. She said, I'm thrilled this is happening because... I'm thrilled this is happening because she would do this whenever crap would fucking happen. Shit would hit the fan. She'd start saying, I am thrilled this is happening because I am thrilled this is happening because. So in my case, I'm thrilled I grew up in this cult because now I've learned a deep lesson of being able to trust myself. And actually, this has been the catalyst. This has been the motivator for me. To create a life where I live fully empowered, where I own my choices, where I trust my gut more than anything or anyone else. And guess what I'm doing with it? I'm empowering other women to do the same. You know, my whole purpose in life is to help other women trust themselves more, to remember that their message is needed and life gets to be fun. Those three things, that's the foundation of my entire business. That's what I'm here for. That's what I believe in. And that's why I'm so motivated to create this kind of work as this podcast that you're receiving in front of you right now. So ask yourself when something happens or when you somehow have given up your own voice, say, why am I thrilled this is happening? I'm thrilled this is happening because start writing out all the reasons and all the beautiful things that can now flow from this. All right, gorgeous queens. I think that's all for today's podcast. I am so curious to hear what you have learned from this. I would really love to hear from you. Please leave a comment below. Share with me, where in your life have you given up your intuition, trusted others more than yourself? And where have you had shitty experiences? You can let me that, that know too. And how can you take back your own power? How can you take your own power back. Really curious to your experience. Leave a comment if you're listening to this on my blog and also feel free to tag me on Instagram at Leonie Gabriella, L-E-O-N-I-E, Gabriella with double L, because I would absolutely love to hear your insights. You can also send me a private message because I just love hearing from you. All right, gorgeous. That's all from now. Sending you so, so, so much love. Remember, you can trust yourself. The world needs your message and life gets to be so much fun. Big hugs. Mwah.